It's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. This is a, a plight you didn't expect to be in here. Arkansas Razorback Hoops going through it, finding itself at 0-3, out the gates in the SEC, and not getting any prettier as we move it forward. What is going on with this year's iteration of the Must Bus? What is going on with this crew? Decreasingly competitive, and it appears right now like they are starting to let go of this rope. My goodness, indeed. Final score of 90 to 68. I'm going to make sure I get my facts right here on the score because it was easy to lose track of it down the stretch. Good Lord. Talk about letting go of a rope. And for an Arkansas Razorback basketball team that collectively seemed to have so much to lose by not showing up here today, I think it says a lot about where this season is going that you got such a poor performance really at the gates at the start of the game and then definitely the start of the second half. There's not an excuse. There's not an easy way to argue that this was justifiable today. You can't let other teams, even in their gymnasium, dunk all over you like that with so little resistance. You take a deep breath and you try to make sense of what you saw. A 22-point defeat where Eric Musselman seemed to be fishing throughout the game for the right combination of players, the right sequence of guys. Y'all, I don't see any rotational sense to what they're doing. I don't think it makes a lot of sense that, by and large, you're seeing a lot of guards on the floor and then at other times a lot of forwards on the floor, but not the consistent groupings maybe that have gotten time throughout the year. It really does feel like Eric Musselman, as I said a moment ago, out the gates is fishing for the right combinations out there on the floor. But um, it, it's just, it's not happening. How about Debo Davis the last couple of games off a cliff? Why come back to school? If your performance level is going to be this lackluster, is is that is that not a fair question to ask? I think you find yourself surprised that Debo Davis is playing this poorly because, I mean, frankly, he was one of the guys you thought you could count on this year. But no, no, no. Instead, that has not been the case. Arkansas Razorback basketball still doesn't have a definitive starting five. Devo Davis, 11 minutes of playing time in this basketball game. And Eric Musselman didn't even think about giving him run there in the second half because he was getting nothing out of him. Plus minus ratings for this team, just abhorrent. How about Devo Davis in the game? A minus 12. That actually wasn't one of the worst, but again, he didn't play in the second half. Jeremiah Davenport, a negative 25 defensively. For a guy who scored 13 points in the game, that gives you a feel for it. This team is not playing D together. Their groupings are not working out right. The straights have gotten dire, and I'm not talking about the Sultans' swing here. I wish I was. I am not talking about, you know, the walk of life or money for nothing. I wish I was. Mark Knopfler, where are you now? This team has hit dire straights, and we are three games into the SEC. And we've got 15 games to go. I mean, we got two months left to spend together come hell or high water. And good to have you on board the People's Post Game Show again here tonight. 
Appreciate you fine folks who have found us on the airwaves across YouTube. Big ups to YouTube for getting us through the live streaming platforms last summer, helping us to grow there. Of course, Podbean Live, for those of you who got the audio on as you swing it around and make your moves, perhaps in the background on the home front. Of course, we're always there for you on the Bluetooth in the vehicle as well. And streaming live at our website, therealnwajb.com. We'll get the po- post-show uh, podcast version of this show up for you a little bit later on because of, you know, the whole internet thing. Time shifting it for you, the people. Back to some of the stats out of this debacle. You lose 90 to 68. You were gashed on the glass with very little resistance. How about a 48 to 31 mismatch on the glass? Florida just rallying up the numbers. Ty Samuel with 11 boards. Micah Handigoffin. Is that how you say that one? Probably saying it wrong. Nine boards for him. Nine for Alex Condon. Goodness gracious. Pullen had four boards. I mean, Florida was all over the glass. And I felt like I was watching a dunk contest there in the second half, didn't y'all? I mean, some very impressive dunks. I give Keigel a couple of eights. That last one was a nine and a half. Um, you saw some other guys hitting the rim for some impressive stuff in your face late in the game. It was Dunk City. Clayton had a nasty throwdown. Uh, Condon had one. When you bend at the rim like that and you don't knock people on the rear ends, you don't smash people to the ground. I'm not encouraging violence. I'm encouraging basketball and sports. When you don't knock people down and send a message early that you're not going to let them get to the rack at will on you, then they think they can do it. And as they continue to do it, when you continue to not put your hands up and resist, they're going to keep dunking on you. There's a life lesson in there to always keep your hands up. And to play hard until the final whistle, till the final buzzer, till the game's over. When you don't, you risk what you saw out there at O'Connell Center or whatever they call it, right? The Stephen C. O'Connell Center. Yeah, that is what they call it in Gainesville. Place looks a million years old. How do you have a track around the stadium? I mean, it looks like something you'd see at a hotel or at a YMCA. But anyway. Look at me drifting into hating on the facility. Uh, hate the facility, not the players, right? 11 minutes for Devo. Maybe his worst game is a hog, and he's had some terrible ones. No rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. Over one from the floor, two fouls to prove he was there. Over one. He did take one shot. Uh, Devo was awful. How about Caleb Battle? Has anybody gone on, off a cliff more than this, Cat? I mean, Caleb Battle's the biggest reason you beat Duke. And I think that's the bigger part of the frustration here. When I watch this Razorback basketball team, your boy JB inside of the bunker studio, team B media doing it, broadcasting it digitally and worldwide. And so glad you're uh, tuning in. I see some of you folks from around the globe here on the live stream. Hey, you take your Razorbacks with you on vacation, wherever you got to go. We're the one, we're the ones who are, who are stuck living through it here on the day to day, Tuesday night, Texas A&M coming to town after a win over Kentucky. Goodness gracious. I don't know if there's a, a respite. I don't know if there's relief. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's not battle. How about just two minutes for Caleb battle who took two bad shots. He did get, uh, get one more board than Debo who had none battle was negative five in two minutes. Must seems kind of disgusted with him. Menefield played only two minutes. These are astonishing stats. We thought Keon Menefield was like the saving grace of this backcourt. He hasn't scored in two weeks. He hasn't scored. How about back-to-back scoreless performances out of Menafield, who also had no rebounds, no assists? I mean, you're just sleepwalking through it at that point. 
Medifield didn't sniff the floor in the second half. Chandler Lawson played 90 seconds. We thought he was the center a month ago. I mean, Muss is either sending messages or he can't figure out the rotations, or maybe it's some kind of dysfunctional combination of both. But these are uh, these are startling stats to look back at. LL is thrown into the fire for three minutes. Has no confidence right now. Through one pass slash shot up over his shoulder. That was bad. That was bad. Tremont Mark playing a little point guard. 12 points. He did have two assists. Jeremiah Davenport had three assists. There's very little offensive flow. Brazil had seven. Makai Mitchell, 23 minutes. He didn't score. How about the team shooting percentages off a cliff? 37% for the game. Florida, 49%. Hogs were five of 15 from three. One game after going three for 21 from behind the three-point line. You throw those together, that's eight of 36 three-point shooting on this road trip, 20%. Not going to win a lot of games. You shot five more free throws than Florida, too. 17 of 25, it's not good, to 15 of 20. So, Although the Zebras usually come into play there on the road, especially in Gainesville, not so much the case, unfortunately, in this basketball game here tonight. Live on the People's Post Game Show. Opening thoughts, it's not good. Dominated on the glass, crushed in the paint points down low, very little resistance defensively. Rotation looks completely discombobulated for Eric Musselman. And we'll hear from us coming up in just a few as the increasingly perplexed head coach of this Arkansas Razorback basketball team tries to come up with a couple of answers for us. Um, it's been like magic watching this thing kind of catch fire in a positive way for Arkansas the last few years, right? You play the transfer game like Muss has been playing it. I think you're bound for a clunker at some point. This season right now looks like we're in the midst of a clunker, but you know what? This is the season we have. This is the season we're going to work with. And by the end of it, we're segueing into baseball. So uh, hang tight. It's all going to be all right. Though right now it feels, my goodness, like it is beyond bad. It is pretty doggone ugly. Uh, lots of ways to communicate. Social media, of course, a great way to do it. You want to do it on the tweets, the Facebook, the Instagram. We'll get a post-game question of the night up for you as well. You know we're doing that. And, of course, your calls as well. Get them on through Podbean. You want to get a thought in. We'll throw you on for a minute here. Keep it sharp and to the point. And man, uh, find something positive if you can. That's the challenge tonight. Give me a silver lining about this basketball team. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the People's Post Game Show. Josh Bertuccini with you, scratching the surface, just 15 minutes in and rolling as we try to find some answers. Here on the post game tonight. Hang tight. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479 
need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49, online, olsonclinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, look, I like the optimism. I just, uh, and it's great to hear from you here tonight. But um, again, I, I just, uh, it almost sounds like you haven't watched the team this year. They are in such a hole right now from a momentum standpoint. And, you know, as far as the turnaround you brought up there, and appreciate your call, Cindy, who's in and out like, you know, uh, uh, an egg in boiling water. Yeah, you take it out quick. Might be a little bit runny. It'll come back again, though. You can boil it up later. Cindy with a. With an appearance out of the blue. How about them apples? Uh, no, I have to strongly disagree. I don't think this year's team is like the last two years, lady friend. I don't foresee a turnaround. Now, I understand the last couple of years I was a voice of relative optimism, like you say there. Not feeling you this year so much. It just doesn't seem like the pieces are going to add up. And I think you run into this occasionally in the world of college athletics, let alone college basketball these days, where you're doing so much recruiting in the transfer portal and you spend so little time relatively developing freshmen internally that the continuity on the roster is very wishy-washy from year to year. You know what I'm saying? And eventually you might come across a malcontent or two. Somebody who doesn't seem to fit. Seems like that's kind of what we're getting right now out of this Arkansas Razorback team. A lot of pieces that might have been flashy, but they don't seem to fit. When you're out there and you're recruiting transfers, I mean, there's a reason why these guys are looking for new homes. I'm not saying I'm blaming anybody. I'm saying you don't leave a situation if everything's going great, do you? No, I don't think you do. 
So the guys that you're going out there recruiting, there's something going on there. There's a reason that they're looking for a new gig. So I don't know. It's been amazing to watch Musk do what he's done the last couple of years, getting these pieces to gel so quickly. For whatever reason, it's just it's absolutely positively not happening this year. It's just not happening. All right, Eric Musselman sound. I promised you that. Let's do it. That's part of our people's post game coverage here. Here's Eric Musselman after the game talking about a 90 to 68 loss to Florida at the O'Connell Center. Hogs 0 3 in the SEC. Getting ready for AM now on Tuesday back here in Fayetteville, 8 o'clock tip. Here's the Muss, Mr. Bus. Here four years. And, um, you know, we've been a team that's been uh, super tough minded. We've been a team that competes. We've been a team that battles. We've been a team that has grit. And, um, you know, we have not done that this year at all. You know, today you guys got to, to a really bad start. You switched to the zone. Um, it worked for a little while, but uh, how do you think the zone worked? And I'm trying to remember the last time you played a zone. Yeah, I haven't played zone at all since I've been in college. Um, you know, but, but um, you know, we're not guarding anybody one-on-one. So the thought process was to, to put a zone in. Uh, yesterday and try to help us with dribble drives. Um, you know, it, it, it helped for a little bit, Bob, as a change of pace. It maybe slowed uh, Florida down for half a, you know, half a, you know, a little bit. Um, but just as in any zone and man, you got to be able to guard uh, either the guy in your area or the guy you're assigned to, whether it's man or zone and uh, our inability, um, you know, to, to play defense, to take away the three, Really doesn't matter. I mean, we gave up, you know, nine threes the other night uh, playing Georgia when we were man-to-man. We went zone tonight, gave up nine threes. And, um, you know, we need to uh, to play with, with uh, you know, like our, our past teams have. And um, this group just does not grasp concepts, whether it's man or, or you know, you put in a zone. So um, really happy with the play of, of Layden Blocker and Joseph Pinion. Um, you know, those guys, one of them's plus two, one of them's minus one. I just thought they played hard. I thought they played the right way. And, um, and their numbers are indicative uh, of that. Um, you know, that's why their plus minus is, is what it is. And it wasn't like they just played insignificant minutes. I mean, those, those guys did play, uh, 21 minutes and, and 20, 24 minutes. So, uh, proud of our two young guys on, on how they battled. And Dan, sorry, go ahead. Come back to you, Bob. Yeah, Eric, you just mentioned you know Pinion and uh, uh, Blocker there. I mean, is it does their play maybe give you something to think about in terms of like switching up you know the rotations moving forward here in the next couple of games? Well, Hutch, I think we've changed up a lot of things a, a lot. I mean, I think we've changed the, the starting lineup. We've tried different things, but uh, certainly those two young men tonight because they played hard. Um, you know, we'll probably, um, look to go to them earlier than we have, um, in some of these past games, um, at some point, you know, you're going to play some young guys and, um, you know, certainly tonight, that's what I look to do. And, um, you know, younger players when, when you're not playing, like, you know, you, you hope, um, you know, that's the next thing you're going to turn to as the, as the as one of the alternatives after you've gone through about 15 other inter- alternatives, which we've tried. I mean, we've tried a whole bunch of stuff. You know, we've already mentioned we've never played a zone in 10 years. We're trying everything. We've tried different starting lineups. 
Um, you know, the one constant with Layden Blocker has been that he plays really hard. And the one constant that, that Joseph Pinion has exhibited through two years is he will try and he will try to run our offense and try to do things within the framework of who we are. Um, you know, sometimes athletically, um, you know, Joseph might have a matchup that's not advantageous, but, you know, he's got heart, he's got character, um, and he's and he's a guy that tries and, and, and plays uh, up to his ability. And I'm not sure what the final numbers ended up being, but at halftime, I think y'all were four of 16 on layups and dunks. Uh, just what do you think contributed to that? Is that something that you've put an emphasis on in practice or just how does, how do you improve that moving forward? You know, like I would love to tell you, did we do drills because we knew that they go vertical really well? Absolutely. We did. Um, we had two different stations even this morning. So did we work on it? Did we talk about it? Yeah. Um, you know, having said that, um, and I don't have uh, the layup stats, but you know, Joseph took it in there and, um, yeah, he might've missed one or two and so did everybody else. And, and certainly uh, Layden took it in there. And I know Layden missed one or two, but I thought they went in there with authority. I thought they tried to get into the body of, of the secondary defender. Um, they didn't shoot floaters. Um, you know, they tried to get to the rim and, and uh, much respect to those guys to absorb contact and, and uh, not, not try to avoid contact. Um, Eric, according to staff, I guess it was, it was 10 of 28 on layups, three or five on dunks. I know TV took one in there, maybe got fouled and didn't get the call, but. Uh, Bob, I can't, I can't teach making dunks and, and layups. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, that I got to do a better job with this group, but uh, finishing around the rim, uh, doing it with physicality is something that we got to get better at. Um, and uh you know, sometimes you can you can help by draw a diagram in a play, and you get a guy um, in a scoring area, which is obviously in the paint. Um, and then at some point, you know, you got you got to finish in there as well. So we'll continue to try to drill it. We'll continue to show it on film. We'll continue to try to talk about it. Um, you know, and then we'll just continue to try to develop some of our younger guys as well. And I know you you and Todd Golden are friends. That doesn't mean you know. You know, I hate losing to him, I'm sure. But just what did you think of the way Florida bounced back from a pretty rough game at Ole Miss? And Kugel, I guess, barely played, and he had a big game day. Kind of what you think of Florida overall and then Kugel in particular? Yeah, I thought, um, you know, Riley played great. He's a super talented young man. And, and uh, you know, Todd Golden, I've said it over and over, I think he's one of the best uh, coaches uh, in the country. I think it was a great hire by Florida. Uh, by their athletic director to, to uh, you know, to give someone an opportunity who was at the University of San Francisco. That's a great identification by, by an administration uh, to identify a really good coach who is young, who is not from the area. Um, and, and, you know, much respect uh, to Florida's administration to, uh, to make a, a hire that, you know, with somebody that's, that's for sure outside the box in the SEC and he's going to prove over time that he's one of the best coaches in the league. And I know you, we've talked, you guys have been through these rough starts before, different team, different season, but the one common denominator is you. You, you know, you've been through this kind of, how, how do you try to navigate this now and, and, and get, get things turned around? And do you feel like it's, it's doable, realistic? Well, this group is, 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 you know, does not have the characteristics of our past four years. I mean, um, you know, you can see that. And, um, you know, we have a lot of holes in a lot of different areas. Um, you know, so our job as a staff will be continue to, to do what we can, try to provide 
uh, teaching points to try to, uh, you know, continue to give scouting reports that are effective. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that's what, that's what we're supposed to do is, is continue to try to get guys better and, and uh, get the collective whole better. All right, I'm going to call it there. Um, Eric Musselman, that was the bulk of it. Seven, eight minutes, post-game reaction. Arkansas Razorback basketball. My goodness, going through it right now. Eric Musselman's first stretch of really this kind of going through it since he's been an Arkansas Razorback. But you know what? This is where you are, and this is what you're dealing with. And we've got you know more to get to before we're done tonight. Um, let's continue. We got standouts and struggles. We got ourselves that to get to. We got the scoreboard to look at here, and we'll wrap this bad boy up with some final thoughts and a look ahead. Also, our question of the night. What is one thing that you think is fixable? This is a tough one to ask right now. One thing that you think is fixable for this Arkansas Razorback basketball team as we work our way down the stretch of the season. Offense, perhaps defense, Maybe it's effort, or maybe it's nothing. Maybe nothing is fixable. Some good calls so far here tonight. Appreciate all you fine folks who are weighing in on the social media. YouTube, Podbean, live on our website, and of course through the gates of the platforms of the podcast universe. Once we wrap this bad boy up around the corner, that's coming your way too. All right? Okay. Final thoughts and a lot to get to before we close up shop here. It's the People's Post Game Show, presented by TB Media, making it happen in the Bunker Studio. Right back. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. 
Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Every Northwest Arkansas and North Central Arkansas and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. So many tremendous folks who make these people's post-game shows possible. I want to say thank you to all those fine folks here being a part of Team B Media and on board here for our basketball coverage. We got a few goodies in right there, Purdue and Duke, and obviously looked forward to what we thought would be a better season than the one we're getting. But right now it's 0-3, and it's going to be an uphill battle. It's part of the deal in the world of sports. Why Vegas is so successful. I don't think anybody knows quite what's going to happen, do they? Um, if you're just tuning in the show right now, we heard from Eric Musselman. I gave you some opening thoughts. Arkansas body slammed by the score of 90 to 68 here tonight by Florida in Gainesville. Hogs go 0 and 2 on the week in the SEC and find themselves at 0 and 3. NFL playoffs all weekend. You got the Texans just shellacking the Brownies right now, 45 to 14. So that hasn't been a haven for you. Seven minutes left. In the fourth quarter there. How about Houston? CJ Stroud out of his mind today. And uh, Texans way ahead of that rebuilding project. Also, Joe Flacco looks, I don't know, like a 40-year-old quarterback. And Stroud, three TDs and no INTs. But that's going on there. You got Dolphins and Chiefs tonight. It's like zero degrees out there. Kansas City, you could have wind chills, Arctic wind chills of like negative 20, negative 25 degrees. Man, bundle up. If you're going to be out there at Arrowhead tonight, I know we got a couple of folks listening there in the greater Kansas City area. Be smart. Be smart. We're rooting for you to stay warm more than anything else. Uh, Steelers' bills got moved to Monday because of the storms expected for Buffalo. Really, they're moving them because of snow in Buffalo now. I mean, I'll tell you, that's a sign that the end is near, is when Buffalo's moving things because of snow. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How about some... Uh, some basketball scores as we continue through on the various fronts here. You got all kinds of stuff still in action. Uh, Auburn's rising up the ranks, number 16 in the country. They're up 15 against LSU. It's early stages of the second half. That's a pretty good Auburn team that thumped Arkansas last time out. Other finals earlier today. Uh, South Carolina goes into Missouri and wins. 71-69. to 69. That was in overtime. How about the Gamecocks? At 14-2 and two now, playing some great basketball. So is Ole Miss. Break them up now. The Rebels have a basketball program. And Chris Beard has them off to an outstanding start. They beat Vanderbilt by 13. Ole Miss is 15-1. and one. A&M beats Kentucky in overtime. That game ran way late on ESPN. Unfortunately, Arkansas was on the news and was unable to get itself into the mix. For um for the prime time, the main network until there were what about five minutes left in the first half, I think. 
and then Arkansas slid over to the uh, the main channel. But Kentucky loses in overtime. Good win for AM. Now they come into favor with some momentum on Tuesday night, unfortunately. And Tennessee fought off Georgia, was down 11 with five minutes left, but rallied for a six-point victory to avoid an 0-2 week themselves, ranked fifth in the country. Alabama and Mississippi State tonight, 7.30 on the SEC network there. And uh, Hogs run by the Gators, Kugel 20, and a number, an arsenal of impressive dunks against the Razorbacks. So now what do you have? You find yourself in a spot where, from a struggle standpoint, I think we hit the nail on the head early. Standouts and struggles, courtesy Business World of Little Rock, where you know you're getting the hookup on the cost-efficient printing equipment for your business and the overhead tips that are going to help your office logistic game like nobody else out there. Check them out. TDSIT affiliated. Struggles? Rebounding. 48-31. to You get body slammed on the glass. Dominated physically by Florida there. In the paint, they took you to task as well. At the half, it was 22-10. to And at the end of the game, you're talking about 38-20. to You just get, you get dominated in the paint down low. And then you have the shooting department. And really offensive chemistry in general. This team does not have flow. It does not share the basketball. You don't have a point guard. Eric Musselman starts Debo Davis and Tremont Mark and Davis. That was about as bad a performance as he's had as a Razorback. So he's not your point guard either. So rebounding, scoring down low. I mean, Jalen Graham right now, more concerned with the hair color, it seems like, than actually playing some defense. I mean, again, Nice work up top on the hairdo. Not quite getting the work in, obviously, on the defensive side of it, moving the feet and staying active. He's not exactly a creator for his teammates either. But I digress. What about um, what about some standouts for Arkansas? I'm with Muss on this a little bit. I, I thought, you know, Davenport, despite a bad plus-minus rating, at least he was attacking and creating. And I like the shout-outs for opinion and for blocker. I mean, maybe that's where we're at now, is Arkansas needs to think long and hard. Muss needs to think long and hard about playing the Young Bucks and playing a more 21 for Pinion uh, minutes wise he scored 12 points 23 minutes for Blocker he scored 14 points how about those numbers 14 points 4 boards and an assist for Blocker also had 2 steals that was his best game in a long time 6 to 10 from the free throw line but he kept attacking Pinion 12 points 2 rebounds 2 boards those guys were both standouts there's no question about that I'll put Davenport as the other one because it was nice to see him get 25 minutes to run and get some points on the board. Upcoming schedule for Arkansas. It doesn't get much easier. Texas A&M coming to town Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. SEC Network. Yikes. A&M playing some good basketball here of late. South Carolina on Saturday. They're playing great basketball right now. I mean, what makes you think that one's going to be any easier? Goodness gracious. That one coming up at noon. Then you're at Ole Miss. Tough. Home Kentucky, tough. At Missouri, at LSU. This thing is going to be a rough ride, it looks like, for the foreseeable future. But I bring up baseball to say, hey, it starts soon. And we'll be doing our post-game work on that side of it too, right? Good to see Dave in the chat room. He's disappointed in the season. Hard to remain optimistic. Look, y'all, that's all we got in life sometimes is hope and optimism. And on that note, that's an hour of conversation. This basketball team... Going through it right now, but you know what? The show must go on, and it does go on. And I appreciate you fine folks finding us, however you're doing it. YouTube, Podbean, website, therealinwajb.com. We'll send it through the podcast platforms here in just a few minutes as well, okay? And on that note, 
We're going to call it a night. Got football all weekend. Some stormy weather coming through. Might get just a little bit of snow, but it's going to be cold and it's going to be icy. And it's a good excuse to hunker down, stay warm, and, and be smart with your decisions this weekend. Okay, for the whole Team B Media crew, I'm Josh Bertaccini. Arkansas falls to 0-3 in the SEC. We're back with you after the South Carolina game, thinking 2 o'clock on the get-go next Saturday on your way home from the game. All right? Fantastic stuff. Have an awesome rest of your weekend, my friends. We'll see you soon.